Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Today we have a very special guest that I'm so excited for you to meet. I know I'm very excited to learn more about um, her topic and her expertise because I think we're going to learn a lot today. Mindy Hebner is an intuitive mindset mastery coach, an IBCP certified NLP practitioner, and clinical hypnotherapist who coaches high-achieving women to reprogram their subconscious and rewire their brain so that they can be the confident, wildly successful humans they were made to be. Have you heard the news? We started a brand new membership program called My Nutrition Coach, and you're invited to join. At Bodymetrics, most of our clients come to us through their medical health insurance plan. Unfortunately, most insurances don't offer enough sessions to see big results, and some plans They don't cover nutrition services at all. At Bodymetrics, we are passionate about helping our clients see results and making nutrition accessible to everyone. That's why we created My Nutrition Coach, a program that offers education and accountability between one-on-one sessions and an affordable option for those without coverage. Inside the membership, you'll get access to weekly teachings, nutrition-focused goals to work on, recipes, a private community page for support, a video resource library, and an opportunity to ask questions to a real dietitian. This helpful program is available right now for only $9.99 a month, or $99 if you sign up annually. But it's important to us to make sure we're a good fit for you, so we're offering a special 30-day free trial if you sign up now. To start your free 30-day trial, simply go to bodymetricshealth.com and click on the Programs tab. There, you will see My Nutrition Coach. Simply click for more information and to join. We can't wait to see you inside the membership. Mindy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Adrian. I am excited for our conversation and to really uh, pour into your community. So Mindy, first of all, I would just love for you to share a little bit about who you are, what all those letters mean behind your name (laughs) and how you got into this line of work. Absolutely. Uh, So I should say that I didn't even give you all the letters that go behind my name. I shortened that up. Uh, uh, My very first certification that I ever got was in health coaching. So that was a long time ago. Uh, And then I'm one of my beige flags is I'm a certification collector. I love knowledge. (laughs) And the one that you said, NLP, and that's Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it is the study of pattern and employing patterns to create success. And that's one definition of it. It's all, it's like languaging patterns and all kinds of things. So it's very helpful in reprogramming the subconscious, uh, as is being a clinical hypnotherapist, because I, I then get to help people in that way as well. I have taught, coached, mentored my entire adult life. 
And in 2015, I believe it was, I had been uh, had a 17 year sales career in direct sales and my company closed my division. And I had this opportunity then to create something different. And what I realized was I was super successful and exhausted, like completely burnt out. And I had this epiphany that I had a limiting belief keeping me in this hamster wheel that allowed me to be successful and exhausted at the same time. And that limiting belief was rest was lazy. And so I never stopped, right? Like there was no resting. There was no, it was just a constant proving of myself, uh, which is not sustainable as everyone knows. Like that, that absolutely is not sustainable. So after 17 years, <laughs> I had this moment and then I dove into all things mindset and neuroscience and habits and subconscious and why we do what we do and limiting beliefs. And then I knew that I needed to be a champion for other women uh, in order to help them much more quickly recognize a limiting belief and not get stuck in a pattern that kept them showing up in a way they didn't want to show up because we cannot out hustle our beliefs either, as I proved to myself for 17 years. So basically everything you just said is applicable to nutrition, right? Exactly. Everything that you just said, I'm just listening to you say these words. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Like, I mean, cause one of the things that I tell my clients that, you know, we have to choose our words carefully because they become our thoughts and those thoughts on repeat become our beliefs and they may not even be true. So I am so excited for this conversation today to help others, first of all, identify what are these thoughts that you don't even know you have and how they're impacting your decisions and how do we fix it? So exactly. Mindy, we are going to learn so much from you today. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. So you talked about this you use this phrase, reprogram the self-conscious. So talk to us more about what that is. Yeah, reprogram the subconscious. So you're, you Sub have your conscious and your subconscious. So your conscious brain is the goal setter. Your subconscious brain is the goal getter. Your subconscious thinks in pictures and sounds and feelings and stores memories and all those types of things. So think about how when you hear a song, you have you can be transported like a time machine. Uh, same thing with a fragrance, right? You you have this fragrance, which then can trigger something for you. So mental images, pictures, sounds, feelings, emotions. This is how our subconscious works. So where we tend to miss the mark in getting our goals is that we consciously set them. We go, oh yeah, I want to. Uh, you know, add more greenery to my <laughs> diet, right? I want to eat more, more greens, or I want to drink more water. I want to, you know, move my body more, whatever that looks like. And we don't then take the next steps to connect it to our subconscious. We don't vision it out so that we can cast votes towards it more often than not. We do 90 to 95% of everything that we do through our subconscious on automation and our, we will stay, our brain will keep us in the known zone. I'm sure you've heard it called the comfort zone 
before, uh, but we all know it's not comfortable to stay there, right? I mean, it, it may masquerade as comfort, but it's just the known zone. And so your brain will stay in the known zone for as long as it possibly can because it burns way less calories. Your brain also deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on your belief, as you know. So while you're in the known zone, if you uh, think, I don't like greens, like I don't, I'm trying, well, tell me something that um, a client will say to you that then can stop them, like, like a decision that they've made, maybe without even knowing it, uh, that, that you come up against. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it on the head. I don't like vegetables. Like okay, I vegetables, don't eat them, vegetables. right? Like that's okay, an great. easy one or, yeah, yeah. or, um, and we can go into other behavior piece, but yeah. if you want to start with this one. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I don't like vegetables, um, or I hate vegetables or I can't eat any more vegetables. So this belief that that's going on, the brain is deleting, distorting, and generalizing based on this belief. So, so even if they had a vegetable that was good, they, their brain said this was a fluke or, you know, like something was off or like it, it so much data comes at us at one time that we have to have a filtering system so we don't become that exploding head emoji. And, and so your brain has to filter it based on what you chronically think, right? Your habitual thoughts, which become your beliefs. Now you can change those, but once they're in, you you get to then recognize, it takes some work to recognize, oh, this is on automation for me. Like I automatically do this, I automatically do that. So one, one way to recognize when you've got a limiting belief that's turned you, now you've got these habits from it because you think a thought over and over again, it becomes a belief. You're then so powerful. You create habits to prove it to yourself, which I know you've seen in your clients as well. And, and here's the beauty. We do it with empowering things and we do it with disempowering things. So we can do it with the things that really serve us just as, just as well as we can do it with the things that don't. So when we see a habit that we have, that we don't love anymore, we notice it, we can reverse engineer that all the way back to the thought. And then we can start to change that thought. So to change the thought of, I hate vegetables, uh, we can start literally moving that vibration up to, I'm sure there's a vegetable I could like. <laughs> I am gonna be a woman who hunts for a vegetable that tastes good, right? Like I'm being silly, but this is really how we get to do it so that you can stair-step those beliefs up and then start shifting that filter. Because the moment you start shifting those beliefs up, that filter changes. Now it's gonna delete, distort, and generalize based on the fact and the belief that, well, I could find a vegetable I like. Now, now your brain's gonna do a little searching for, well, is, is there a vegetable? Like, where could a vegetable be that I like? How could there be more ease in getting vegetables into uh, my diet, right? Yeah, so what I'm hearing you say is we can't just go from I hate vegetables to I love vegetables because our brain knows that's a lie. Some people, like yes and. Okay, so most people could not do that, right? They couldn't go from, from one extreme to the other because yes, their brain is like, you're a liar. You don't love these. 
there are a very small set of people who actually can just do it and decide, and that's that. The rest of us get to stair step and we get to prove to ourselves that we can be the human who. And so just for the vegetable one, like I love this one, uh, diving into this one, thinking about what are the gains and what are the losses of believing, having this limiting belief that I hate vegetables or I don't eat vegetables because I don't like them. And really like unpacking it that way to see where you have been someone else. My kids call this, don't yuck my yum. Like, <laughs> and so where someone else gave their belief to you that vegetables are gross, right? That they're yucky. Or in, I'll take an example from my childhood. Um, my grandfather made asparagus out of a can. Can you imagine? <laughs> so do you think I liked asparagus? Absolutely not. It was just green mush, right? Yeah. Until I grew up and bought my own asparagus and grilled it and broiled it <laughs> and had delicious asparagus. So that was someone else's belief coming in right? Like their worldview came in on mine. And that happens to us all the time. Someone and someone else yucking our yum, right? Like saying, ooh, vegetables are gross or you're shy. That's another one. Like, or anything like that when someone else or something else is coming in, or we see proof around us that this is true. Like if you grow up in a house where people don't eat vegetables, then you assume you'll vegetables are gross. Like we don't, we don't eat those, you know, that's not, this is, this is how beliefs come into play. And sometimes we eat something and it is gross. And then we just make a decision like, cause it was prepared badly or, you know what I mean? And when, once we decide on something, we rarely go back and look at that decision. We just go, Oh, well, this means this, like, this means I don't like vegetables, any vegetable ever. And I, and why am I going to revisit it? Cause I've already made the decision. My brain is like, yep, that means we don't like vegetables. I'll just keep moving on. Yeah. So can you help us learn how to stair step yeah. a different example or do oh, you have absolutely. A, a, so just yeah, I'm curious yeah. now, cause now I'm having You're, fun with this. For so sure. One for thing me. that I hear a lot is, um, I don't want to waste food. Oh, right? okay, great. So, you know, so, so the person will continue to overeat past fullness, or they will eat food that was given to them and they don't, you know, they feel bad throwing it out or they feel bad declining it. So then they take it and then they have this belief that, you know, you don't waste food because that potentially was passed on from parents that grew up in the depression era. And so I have so many clients who struggle with stopping and honoring fullness signals because their limiting belief is I don't waste food. That is fascinating. So <clears throat> there's a couple of things I, I think that we could do with that. And talking in the positive, like as opposed to the negative, like saying an affirmation. So I don't waste food. If we flipped that around, first of all, to a more positive thing, what 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 could that look like instead if we flipped that over? So if I'm not wasting food, what am I doing? 
in terms of being in alignment with that same thought process? Well, you do tell me the first thing that came to mind. If I'm not first wasting that, food. Yeah, then yeah. I'm being a good steward of my resources. Okay, amazing. Amazing. I love that. I'm being a good steward of my resources. I love that. So when I'm being a good steward of my resources, what are the gains in that? And what are the losses? Are there any losses of being a good steward of my recess of my resources? We get to look at it that way. And we also get to say, is, is this true? Like, am I always a good steward of my resources? And does that always mean overindulging? Like, and I say overindulge, like overeating. Does being a good steward of my resources mean overeating? Because I'm thinking a good steward of my resources is also like, if I'm a good steward of my resources, I'm sharing, <laughs> I'm giving things away. I am, I'm not keeping everything for myself or thinking that I need to have everything for myself. So we, you can really start to, and I feel like that just went down a really interesting, like a really interesting path. We can also unpack those, like, just because I've done something a certain way for a long time, doesn't mean that still serves me, period. So now I get to decide, okay, well, what serves me more? Not wasting food, and we get to deem what waste even is, right? Like not wasting food or having my best health. Like which one serves me more? Because these two things are banging up against each other and they can't, they, they, they can coexist if we give a different definition to wasting food. They can't coexist if our current definition of wasting food is I eat everything on my plate because the clean plate club is the known zone, but it is not where most of us like want to live, right? Yeah, we don't feel our and best. It's conditioned into us. Exactly. And that wasn't the point of it. That wasn't, that wasn't the point that you're supposed to not feel your best, right? It got, that got convoluted along the way too. So it's really like, this is very deep. I love it that you like this belief, a belief like this is really deep. And so it's, I, it really is also going to like worth and value. And so you're worthy and you're valuable and the food that you put in your body gets to be really high nutrient to support you. And it gets to be at a level that allows you optimum health. And that's what that, if you're doing that, then there is no waste right? Because you are then showing up in the world like as a super abundant resource. Talk about being a good steward of your resources. How about the resource of you yeah. and being a good steward of you? you? can really start to think about shifting that. And let's just be honest. Part of that is a protection. Oh, I don't want to waste food. Okay. This limiting belief is protecting you from showing up better for yourself, from doing something that feels uncomfortable in your body where you have more gains than losses. Again, cause that's the other thing the known zone does, right? It allows us to stay in the predictable. We just keep repeating the predictable past or the past keeps repeating to make a predictable future. When we say, oh, I don't wanna waste food. Well, like, is it that you don't want to waste food or do you not want to commit to something that's going to be uncomfortable yet going to open up so much more for you? Because limiting beliefs love to masquerade as protection, love to masquerade as protection. 
Yeah, I could not, I, I just, I resonate with that last sentence so much because yeah, sometimes I'll even say to my clients, and so what is the benefit of this behavior, right? Yeah, and they're like, there is none. I'm like, no, there has to be. Otherwise you wouldn't choose it. There's always there a secondary gain. There's right? a secondary gain that feels like a gain until we really, when we want to change our identity, and this is going into changing an identity, until we lean back to get a big picture so that we can lean in real close and get laser focused on this one thing that's stopping us from them taking the next step and taking the next step. Because the other protection of that is when we take the 30,000 foot view of all the change that quote unquote has to happen in order for us to like be healthier, uh, we get freaked out, right? Well, I have to do this and I have to do that. I have to change this. I have to change that. This way we can just lean in and get laser focused on this one belief that when we flip this, when we micro shift this, then that can start unlocking other things because little hinges swing big gates. And I know you experience that all the time with your clients and in nutrition, you start flipping the switch on little things and then all kinds of things open up. Absolutely. So you have this, I don't know, framework, we'll call it, <laughs> called the seven keys to success. So I would love for you to walk us through them and hopefully I can ask questions along the way. Yeah, no, there's totally space to ask questions. So this is adapted from um, an NLP framework, so neuro-linguistic programming framework, and I have shifted it into the seven keys to success, the seven keys to getting anything you want, the seven keys to manifestation. You can call it the seven keys to whatever, optimal health, like absolutely. So the first key is knowing what you want. And while that may sound like, well, duh, so many of us are walking around only knowing what we don't want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not articulating what we do want. And the longer we stay focused on, we, on what we don't want, we continue to get what we don't want because that's where our focus is. So we're going to keep showing up in ways that allow us to keep that in focus. So know what you want. So tell me a common thing that a client comes to you wanting. I want to lose weight. Okay, awesome. So know what you want. Now here's the one place that I am going to invite everyone to ask why and ask it seven whys deep. Any other time I'm going to shift away from why and we'll we'll get there in a second. But here's why I want people to really get curious about using why here, knowing what you want. I want to lose weight. Why? Oh, you want me to answer the question? Oh, okay. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Um, well, I want to look, I want to look better in clothes. Okay. Why? Because I want to, oh goodness. Um, I want to feel good about myself. Okay. Why? What will feeling good about yourself do for you? I will have more self-confidence. Oh, why? What, what will having more self-confidence allow to open up in your life? I will put myself out there in different situations more than what I'm doing now. See what we're doing. We're mm-hmm. getting to the crux of it. Cause while losing weight is the vehicle, <laughs> it's, it's, Knowing what you want is actually knowing who you want to be. And so you want to be the woman who, in this example, right, 
has more self-confidence, puts herself out there more. And one of the ways that she feels like getting to there is losing weight. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right? Like this is, we. so we go seven wise deep in the, in the knowing what you want, because the next thing that I'm going to invite you to do is dive into a swimming pool of knowing what you want. This is where we start connecting our subconscious. So we've said it consciously, what we want, right? We, we were goal setter. We used our conscious brain and we said, I, I want to lose weight. And I'm going to encourage you to get even more clear on that. Like I want to lose. So my, my NLP brain is, is also saying we don't say lose because you can find it again. So we, we say release, <laughs> evict, all kinds of other I things. I want to evict 20 pounds. There we go. That, that, <laughs> that sounds much better than lose. So what 20 pounds. Okay. So we also like get to clarify it. Um, so that, right. We know what we're shooting for too. Cause I want to lose weight and we wake up the next day, uh, you know, and go to the bathroom and okay, we've lost a pound. Like your brain's like, yay, we did it. Okay, well, let's be clear on what we want too, so that we can cast votes for that. So I want to lose 20 pounds. We know what we want. Now we're going to tie pictures and sounds and feelings to it. We're going to dive into a swimming pool of it. So as I'm losing 20 pounds and when I lose 20 pounds, what am I going to be seeing? What am I going to be hearing? What am I going to be tasting? What am I going to be smelling? Like, so if I'm on a journey to lose 20 pounds, I am going to see all kinds of fresh fruit and veggies in my refrigerator. I'm going to feel the, maybe the sweat dripping off me um, from a movement session that I'm having. I'm going to hear myself saying like, this feels hard and I can do hard things. Like I am worth it, right? I'm going to, what am I going to feel internally? What am I going to feel externally? I'm going to taste the extra water that I'm drinking because I know that hydration is going to be my best friend in this journey. And so I am diving into a swimming pool and this is how I'm connecting my conscious and my subconscious with me. Yeah, absolutely. We want to like, we just want to, this is like where the magic comes in. So we know what we want. Want to lose 20 pounds and we've got, we've got a vision cast for it. The second step is take action. Now the action is mental, physical, spiritual, emotional action. So, and so one of Mindy, the ways, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. So are we on step one or step two or where are we at now? We're step on step two, two is take step action. Is so take action. know what we want. Yep. Seven wise deep. Yep. And create the swimming pool is all step one. Yes. This is the, that's what I call that the immersion method. Yes. Diving yeah. into a swimming pool of knowing what you want. This is how you align your conscious and your subconscious. Cause now you can see it and you can hear it and you can feel it and you can taste it, right? Like all the things you feel how, how much better your clothes are fitting, right? And how much better that makes you feel. You hear, you taste like all of it, all, all the things. So know what you want. And then the second step is take action, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual action. So if I'm taking action towards this goal mentally, 
I'm setting myself up for success mentally. I've got some affirmations that I'm saying. I'm mentally looking at my calendar, at my week. I'm planning out meals. I'm planning out workouts. I'm planning, right? I'm planning. I'm looking at my sleep. I'm mentally planning all the things that are going to support me in this 20 pounds. Cause it's not, it's not just, well, like bodies are made in the kitchen, right? It's also like, it's me moving my body. It's me getting enough sleep in my body. So I am mentally looking at all those, these things and I'm mentally seeing myself show up this day way. So I'm taking mental action. I'm taking physical action. I'm going to the store and I'm buying the things that are going to serve me the best, or I'm cleaning out what's not serving me anymore. And what's been a roadblock physically, I am physically setting myself up for success, whether that's uh, meal prepping or that's getting my workout stuff ready the night before, whether that like whatever the physical action to take looks like. So mental, physical, emotional, I'm talking myself through it. I don't, I use Peloton, um, not a bike, but the, the app to work out. And there's a trainer named Adrian and, and I do strength training with him and he'll go, take an emotional lap. Like that was hard. Take an emotional lap. I'm like, yes, I need an emotional lap. So tune into your emotions as well. Like, yes, some things are going to, some things are going to feel hard and some things are going to be hard and you choose your heart, right? Like you get to decide, are you worth it? Are you, are you worth what only feels hard? Cause you haven't experienced it for longer than you've experienced the known zone. Right. So, yes, it feels hard to change and it gets easier the more we move towards the change that we want. So know what you want. Take action. Any other action that you can think of like in there that's helpful for your clients? Well, I mean, there's sleep. There's actually putting side of the time, putting time aside in your schedule to actually do these things. Exactly. So what I so this. The second step is planning, but also doing. Yes, it, yes, exactly. It's aligned action, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional action. So spiritual action for me is meditation, like that that sort of container that also, and journaling, that sets me up for even showing up better physically and mentally, right? Taking all the steps because all of, everyone listening, you deserve the most beautiful support net and you get to support yourself too. And these are ways that you can support yourself and create the container for success is thinking about all the areas that come into play when you know what you want. Okay, Mindy. So I'm going to throw something back at you. Okay. So this take action step is, can feel very broad because when a lot of people go into doing something new, their list of action steps is long. It's long. So I'm I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah. A limiting belief could be like, I have to do all the things to get to step three. Okay, beautiful. I love this. So if you're feeling overwhelmed in the taking action, uh, part of you casting the vision, right? Like the vision, remember in the, when we know what we want and I said, like dive into a swimming pool of it. What am I seeing? What am I doing? What am I feeling? What am I hearing? What am I tasting? Okay, I'm tasting water. Okay, so what if my action, the action that I start with, I start with adding water in, 
Like I'm, I get to start with one thing. Because as we go through the steps, you'll see how we can add in more action. Mm. So let's just say the very first part of this plan is being hydrated. Like I, I am not hydrated and that's, that's already like taking away from the goals that I have. So the first part of the plan is hydration. So I, I am seeing myself drink water. I'm setting up myself up for success by having fun glasses to drink out of and a timer set on my phone that helps me remember to drink water and a sticky note on my mirror that says hydrated women run the world, right? Like all the things to help me be a water drinker because this is, I'm changing my identity. So now I know what I want. I want to lose 20 pounds. And the first step I'm going to take is by adding water into my routine. The second step is take action. So I'm taking action by having the water. The third step is checking the data. Mm-hmm. And so here's where after we check the data, we can always add in more action. This is a journey, right? It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? So we, we're constantly shifting Know what you want, take action, check the data. Okay, if my if I said I want to drink eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day, this is the first step in my losing 20 pounds. Okay, I'm checking the data. It's after day one, and I'm just going to check in and see how I'm doing. There's a couple of things that can happen. One, I, I had my eight, eight ounce glasses. Yay, awesome. I'll repeat that tomorrow, right? Nourish repeat. <laughs> Or I check the data, like I had four. Okay, cool, cool. So where can I tweak this? I'm checking the data. I'm seeing what the data is just data too. It's just like when we get on the scale. The, the number on the scale does not tell us we're a good or bad human. The number on the scale is a number and it's data. And we get to decide, okay, what do I want this data to say the next time I get on there? What do, what I can manipulate the data by who I am. So the data tells me I had four glasses of water when my my goal was eight. Okay. Or the data tells me you didn't have any water today. Two things that get to happen there then. Number one, I get to look at, well, did I take any action? Like, did I take the action? And did I set myself up for success? And then I also get to go back to my why. Is it that important to me? And this is why we're diving into a swimming pool of it and why we're calling it into our subconscious because sometimes we create a a goal right know what we want based on other people's things not our own and so once we check the data this is a really beautiful way to go i really didn't want this i get to go deeper on what i did want or i really do want this it's time to dig in Like this is, uh, it's time to see what limiting belief is keeping me from taking the action that I deserve to take. And that moves right into step four, which is be willing to change. Like that, that's where where we fly through these steps once we start using them, right? Because they just come so quick, always after checking the data, uh, we get to uh, like either go, woohoo, take more action because the data is supporting that I'm moving in the direction that I want, right? Or we get to go right to be willing to change, be willing to change a belief, a circumstance, a relationship. And right here, right? Like this is a relationship with food. 
a relationship with movement, a relationship with sleep, a relationship with water. It's it when you think of relation, it could be a relationship with money. Like when you think of relationship, it's not necessarily a relationship, although that could happen too, right? Like there could be a personal or physical relationship that needs some adjusting in order for you to be able to take action and be the human that you want to be. So being willing to change a thought, belief, a habit, a relationship, all of those things like checking in. Okay. The data says this, am I willing to change? Yes. Like, so, or no. Yeah. So in step three, it probably is helpful to check the data objectively, almost as if you're reading the data for somebody else. It's essential to check the data objectively. It's but then essential. step four is making it personal. Exactly. Step four is saying, okay, the data says this. What would I like that to mean for me? Yeah. Is this an opportunity? Is this, is the data giving me a challenge? So I love to move from struggle to challenge to opportunity because struggle, like that word gets stuck in your throat, right? Like it's a struggle to lose weight. And yes, Yes, for some of us it is, right? It is a struggle. And that part of that struggle is is from our beliefs. I'm not saying the whole struggle. I'm saying part of it is from our beliefs because we can shift a belief and go from struggle to challenge and we'll pay for challenges. <laughs> we'll, we'll pay to go run a 10K challenge or we'll pay to be in a boot camp challenge, right? Like we'll pay for challenges. So shifting from struggle to challenge also shifts our power back from being at effect of everything around us to being at cause and saying, okay, the only thing I can control is me. So when I take back my power, now it's a challenge. Like I'm taking the power away from the word struggle and I'm moving it into challenge. Mm -hmm. And then from challenge to opportunity, like this is an opportunity to really dive into who I want to be, to have optimal health, to fill in the blank, right? Like this is an opportunity for me to get really curious about what's stopping me from taking this action. This is an opportunity for me to change the course of my life, right? Depending on the reasons that we're shifting our health. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, when you, you may hear health influencers or, you know, coaches or, or dietitians or trainers or any of those, they talk about, you know, is this is accessible to you at any time, but to actually walk through the process of, of where you're at in that struggle to opportunity for a person that, that doesn't understand this, like the broad spectrum. Yeah. Oh, it's available to you. That doesn't mean anything. So you actually need like a step-by-step -step process to get yeah. to that point because somebody telling you doesn't make it that personal experience. And because once you experience it, then it makes so much sense. But until then, we, we need to give people a roadmap instead of just saying, oh, well, just change the way you think about it. And they're like, no. Exactly. So this is the opportunity when you're looking at the data. So let's, let's pause the seven steps for just a second. Cause when, when I said, we will make a decision about something like something will happen and we'll make it mean this. So my grandpa made asparagus from a can and I made it mean asparagus was disgusting for a really long time. Right. Here's another example of that. You're driving down the road and someone cuts you off. 
almost all of us immediately go, that person is a jerk, or we'll say something worse than that, right? We make a snap decision without even thinking about it, that this is what this means. When if we like took a moment, we could really get curious about it and go, oh, well, it could also mean they're distracted. They had a long day. There's a kid yelling in the back seat. His wife is in mean, labor and he has to get there to pick her up to take her to the hospital. That's the one I use. It <laughs> like, could mean, he must have to get to the hospital for his baby. <laughs> it could mean so many more things than we allow it to mean is, is the point of that. And we can always give a more empowered meaning to something like that guy being a jerk isn't very empowering, right? If we then go, I bet I've accidentally cut somebody off before. And for the most part, I'm not a jerk. So probably like everyone that cuts us off is not a jerk. So this is just how quickly we make a decision on what something means. And so once we have a roadmap, we can then, right? When someone helps us walk through this, we can then be willing to change, give a new meaning to something. So I just felt like that could be, so people could really get into that. Like the way that we just decide what something means. All right. Awesome. So what's step five? Step five is joy and ease. This is my favorite step. Seriously. There gets to be joy and ease. It's also, uh, also known as excellence. And I don't want excellence to be confused with perfection or comparison because that is absolutely not what it is. For me, excellence, showing up in excellence means I am like hunting for joy and ease to be in this process does not mean it's always going to be joyful does not mean that it's always going to be easy to get what I want it means there are ways to make it more joyful and to have ease in what I'm doing so remember when I said when we start stair-stepping the affirmation to well I'm sure there's a vegetable that tastes good or could I find a vegetable that tastes good okay once I do that, my brain is now like, there's more ease in that because I am looking for more ways to find a vegetable that tastes good. But I'm sure there's a good way to prepare X, Y, Z. I am telling my brain, like, let's do this. How can there be more ease in this? So how can there be more ease in a 5.30 workout going to bed sooner? There's going to be more ease in it if I get more sleep. Right. So it's it's training our brain to say there gets to be joy and ease. This is my life. There gets to be joy and ease and changing it into what I want it to be. So is it always going to be joyful? No. But are there like. Are after you make a meal and it and it turned out good, like there's joy in that. Right. Or after even setting yourself up for success, there is joy in clearing things out. There's joy in releasing clutter. There's joy in, we can find those little moments of joy to help get us to the next moment of joy and those little moments of ease to get us to the next moment of ease. I love it. That feels like the fun part. <laughs> it is. And, and once we allow that for ourselves, remember delete, distort and generalize based on our belief. Okay, well, if my belief is I get to have joy and ease in every day, not every day is going to be all joyful and all easy, but I get to have joy and ease in every day. I get to have joy and ease in this process. 
Now I'm making my RAS, my reticular activating system, which is, it's a filter. Now I'm making it search. It's on the hunt now. It's like, well, where's the joy? Where's the ease? Where can we make this have more ease in it? How can I make a 530 workout easier? How can I make vegetables have more ease? Like, what can I do? How can I show up for myself? It really is. It really happens that way. Well, I feel like that even it parallels with gratitude, right? They always say, when which you is do... one of the keys. Oh, it's one of the keys. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. It absolutely does. It's the sixth key is oh, gratitude. I promise I did not know. I didn't I know. Love it. Listeners. I love it. <laughs> See, that's how that, but, but that's how intuitive these keys are as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we have a foundation of gratitude, this is game changer for us, right? Having this foundation of gratitude. If you're not currently engaged in a gratitude practice, uh, here's where you're going to shift your brain again. So we're going to start training your brain, rewiring your brain. I would ask you to get super curious about taking one minute every day to be grateful for something. And it could be the sunrise and it could be the sunset. Sometimes we're grateful that the day is over and that's okay too, right? Sometimes we're grateful for waking up the next morning. Sometimes we're grateful that it's quiet in the house when we get up. Like it can be once you start programming your brain to search for gratitude and make it a foundation, it's game changer because that lens changes everything, as you know, <laughs> because you said this, this is like gratitude. Yes. Yes. Anything that you'd like to add about gratitude? Well, I just think, like you said, reprogramming the subconscious. This is like when you look for the positive in things, you have your mind isn't so jacked up and on alert all the time. And I think that you can really be open to new ideas and new ways of trying things when you're not, when you're, I don't want to sound like too spiritual, but when you're in a receiving state, you're able to, to really just open yourself up to try new things where when you're always in a stressed out state and trying to only get things done one way and it, and you're not stopping along the way and being thankful for what you do have, it just, it makes change so much harder. Absolutely. Uh, one I don't know if I said that the right way, but it just, yeah, feels... no, it, it does. It may, when it, it flips the script, like when yeah. the foundation is gratitude, everything shifts from there. And, and I feel like something's calling me to like, we get to spend just another moment here in this. This is, it's not always gratitude for physical things either. Right. Like I, I have this great house or I have this or this is sometimes for me, I love the way the sun comes through the clouds sometimes. And it just looks like, like just I don't, heaven coming down, right? Like that, I, like, I'm grateful when I look at that, when I look at the moon, I am just in awe of the moon and I'm so grateful for that. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a, a like, you know, I have the latest iPhone or I, like anything like that, that I just don't want it to get confused with materialism because it doesn't have to be that. And I truly am like, I'm a huge water drinker <laughs> and I am, I am grateful for like turning on the tap and water coming out that I could drink. 
like those things, right? Recognizing things that sometimes we take for granted that are in our lives that we get to like, here's, here's where our foundation gets to start being built is recognizing the abundance that we truly do have so that we allow and receive even more. Yeah. 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 I like that. All right. So we got one more, right? Last key. So this key is alignment and it is part and parcel with integrity. And when we are, when we, okay, we know what we want. We're taking action. We're checking the data. We're being willing to change. We are finding the joy and ease. We're doing the things. Now, when you very first set a, a goal for knowing what you want, right? When you first say, this is what I want, you're going to do these in order, like pretty much, but you might bounce back and forth between being willing to change and taking action, right? However, you're going to come down on all of these the very first time. And this last one, alignment, you're going to hit because here, here's what happens. So when we are experiencing resistance in something that we said we wanted, remember our known zone, right? Like this is our known zone. And most of the time, the resistance that we're experiencing is we're on the precipice of something amazing. We are getting ready to shift this known zone, right? Step out of it to make it known then. So we're, some people call it stretching your comfort zone, right? This is you showing up in a way that you haven't shown up before. And so there, it feels there's resistance in it because your brain's like, who are you right now? And you're pushing on that known zone saying, meet the new me. And it feels uncomfortable. There can be resistance in that. That is alignment. You are in alignment with who you want to be when there is resistance in it in that way, when you are on the verge of a breakthrough. Occasionally, we set goals that are out of alignment with who we are at our core value, like, like our core beliefs and core values. So if you're setting a weight loss goal and you are doing things out of integrity with your core belief, you're not eating, you're overworking out. Like you're doing things that are out of alignment with your body's need to stay alive. Like all the things, right? You know, this isn't how to get where you want to go. You're going to feel that out of alignmentness. I was going to say, you're doing unhealthy things to be healthy. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to know you're out of alignment. And this is not the resistance of like you showing up for yourself. This is you like, going against who you are. And there's a difference there. You know the difference in the alignment. And it's almost always, if we're feeling resistance, we're not out of alignment. Like this is us pushing into alignment of this next version of us. And so alignment is integrity. Am I showing up as the human that I deserve to be? Am I following my core beliefs? Am I choosing healthy things to get healthy, depending on what our goal was, right? Like, and that that alignment is key. Tuning into that periodically when we're looking at our, when we're showing up as the human who's casting votes towards this knowing what we want. And I kept saying goal. So uh, there's there's two 
a goal is an aim, it's a direction, it's a purpose, right? And an identity we we take as a point of view to get somewhere. So uh, we take on an identity to to like be in a goal. The ultimate place is an outcome. An outcome is what actually happens. And, and so uh, we may have a goal to cook a beautiful seven course meal. And the outcome is is not necessarily a beautiful seven course meal, right? The outcome is the result that actually happens. So when we are creating an identity, uh, we need goals to give us aim and direction and purpose. And our identity gets to allow us to recognize the outcome as a milestone on becoming the human who. Because, okay, we can lose weight, right? It's who we're becoming in that process that's going to carry us past that, that's going to make sure that we've evicted that permanently, right? That it's it's all the, the ways that we're shifting. And so we can unhealthily muscle our way to losing some weight that will come back, right? Because we've done it in a way that's out of alignment. However, when we change our identity, when we start tuning in to all the things that are open for us, when we shift from the way who we were being to who we want to be, now we become humans who, women who, right? As opposed to trying to fight and muscle and not change our identity, not change who we get to be. This is my favorite part of my job is when I have a client who I had a lady one time, she was driving home from visiting her mom. And instead of wanting to stop at Taco Bell, she was thinking about driving home and making Brussels sprouts. And she's like, I just had to call you because I'm like, who am I? Who am I? I don't recognize this person. Like, what have I ever, you know, daydreamed about making Brussels sprouts? Like, I don't even recognize myself anymore. So when you were talking about that pushing into alignment, you know, and how uncomfortable, because it was like, I don't recognize myself, but yet at the same time, I am so dang proud of myself for Mm -hmm. even having these thoughts, because these thoughts weren't even coming into play six months ago. And that is where like, I just, I just burst at the seams because I'm like, like, you did it. You came up with this thought all on your own and, and it felt true to you. And that is just my favorite part of the job when these experiences happen. So, and what is that thought indicative of like to who she is? She's someone who's choosing healthy choices. She's someone who's excited about putting high nutrient food in her body. She's right. It's saying it, this, this is the culmination, right. Of the votes that she's been casting towards whatever that original goal was. Because her original goal, I am sure, was not, I want to be driving home from my mother's and thinking about Brussels sprouts instead of Taco Bell. That was not her original goal. However, (laughs) who she is now, these are the kind of thoughts she thinks. The Right? This is, you're right, that is the best part of the job. Because this just continues to unfold and continues to unfold, right? Like, it's so amazing that that, gets to happen and we get to be those those people those people who are choosing ourselves over and over again not one time right not just to 20 pounds but over and over and over again 
by casting those votes because then it becomes part of who we are. Oh, this is who I am. I'm a Brussels sprout eater. (laughs) And I think it also leads to asking better questions, right? Because it's like, oh, well, what else am I capable of? What other thoughts can I start to think? If this is now who I am, what else is available to me where that was not on their radar before? And so, like you said, just as these keys snowball, you know, getting some repetition maybe on one or two things that you're focusing on, are, they're going to snowball into, yeah. into other areas. And before you know it, you're, you're doing the work. And these become so second nature. Once you start to use the keys, you know what you want, take action, check the data. Like you're constantly going, okay, taking action, checking the data. Awesome. Like finding the joy, then you're bouncing down to joy and ease. And then you're grateful. And then you're like, woo, I can feel a little resistance. I'm getting into alignment with my next version of myself, right? Oh, look at that. Not thinking about Taco Bell, getting into the next alignment of myself. So you're constantly like, they're, they're then just in the, you don't even realize that you're now showing up in these because your success is inevitable. So of course you're going to employ the magic that helps you get there. Yeah. Oh, Mindy, this was so much fun today. I had a blast learning about this and, and just learning the framework. Cause I mean, honestly, that's what I hear from a lot of my clients. Just tell me what to do. Like, give me the step-by-step And now we have a seven step framework to help us, you know, reprogram that subconscious. So we show up the way we want to show up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for uh, inviting me and letting me share with your people. I know how closely we hold our community. And so it's definitely a privilege to be here. Yeah. Mindy, how can uh, we learn more about you or more of the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So you find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm on all the socials, actually. You can find me at Mindy Heapner on all of them. I spend a lot of time on Instagram and TikTok. And I want to help you cast that vision of knowing what you want and being able to program it in. And so I have a free uh, guided meditation that I would love to share with your audience. And um, it's 12 minutes. It'll help you rewire your brain, reprogram your subconscious, and really tap into your success. Like, what am I looking for? Okay. Here's how I get it. So I'll absolutely share that too and and have it in the show notes or. Yep. Yep. We'll add it to the show notes. So it's accessible. Mindy, we always end our podcast with sharing a recipe. So I'd love for you to share maybe one of your favorite go-to quick ideas. Maybe it's your your favorite quick weeknight meal or your afternoon snack, whatever it is that um, a lot of you would like to share that some of us can enjoy as well. Absolutely. So it's a snack. Um, Sometimes it's a breakfast, but it's more a snack for me. It's more like a dessert and it's chia seed pudding Mm -hmm. and and it's three ingredients. It's a cup of, uh, I'm plant-based, so plant milk for me, like like some sort of plant milk, Uh, four tablespoons of chia seeds, and a quarter teaspoon of vanilla. And then I'm a cinnamon junkie. So it has a ton of cinnamon in it as well. Uh, And let it sit like three, four hours. Like you'll know when it starts to congeal, shake it up before you put it in there. And I, you can put fruit on it, fresh fruit on it too. When you have it, I love it. It's just, I will say that if you use um, coconut milk, there'll be like a hint of sweet. Uh, I don't add any, like you could add 
you know, maple syrup or something like that to it if you wanted to, but I don't add anything like that because it tastes good the way it is to me. I love this as like a, a afternoon treat, dessert, especially put some fresh berries or something in it. It's super simple, super easy. And I personally always have the ingredients on hand so I can have a little treat anytime I want. <laughs> yeah. So you said it's a cup of milk, four tablespoons of chia seeds, and how much vanilla? A quarter teaspoon of vanilla. Oh, a quarter teaspoon. I actually just go, like I eyeball it, but I know yeah. like it's a quarter teaspoon is, is what the recipe calls for. <laughs> and you cinnamon. might be at a tablespoon. Who knows at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I like vanilla too. So yeah, no, I do too as well. And that's just an easy recipe idea that like you said, it doesn't take long to prepare, but you can enjoy any time of day. Yes, 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 absolutely. I love that. Well, Mindy, thank you so much again for being here and for sharing with us all this great wisdom. We appreciate it. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, that's what we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining in and listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.